Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. The Biden administration has decided to scale back some of the president's student loan forgiveness program. The Education Department has announced that some 800,000, almost a million students will no longer be eligible to receive loan forgiveness. So we want to dig into to what happened, why did it change, what does this mean, how it will be effective. And uh, really pleased to have Ben Ritz uh, join us, Director of the Center for Funding America's Future at the Progressive Policy Institute. Ben, thanks for joining us on a Friday. Thanks for having me again. Uh, so let's uh, let's dive into this uh, in terms of what happened today. And I know there's kind of that visceral reaction of, uh-oh, what's, what's going on? What are the hang-ups? Uh, just from your perspective, what what can you see in this? Uh, why do you think the administration felt like they needed to back this uh, back a little bit? Sure. So essentially what happened is before the, uh, the federal government really took over uh, the loan system, um, there were people who well, a lot of these loans were done uh, privately. And so one of the one of the options people have had is to uh, consolidate those those privately held loans into federally held loans. And that's important because uh, Biden only has argued that he has the authority to cancel loans held by the federal government. And so uh, people would have to to uh, convert the privately held loans into uh, federal loans to be eligible for cancellation, but what the administration has announced is that people can can no longer do that moving forward. And so, if you're if you have those uh, those loans, um, that that's no longer going to get canceled. Okay, okay. And so, so part of this is just saying, okay, if you if you started with a uh, privately held loan, you can't consolidate that into a federal loan and then be eligible for the loan forgiveness program. Is that right? Correct. Okay, uh, and so then as as we look at that, um, uh, is there any sense in there? Uh, is this the administration just kind of uh, trying to guard against uh, some of the the pushback, or even some of the? Uh, we won't get into the legalese of of it all, uh, but is this the administration just trying to steal this uh, from some of the challenges that it has has received on whether or not the president has power to do this? Yeah, so I think one of the big concerns has been. Uh, you know, who, if, if this is a move that the president doesn't have the uh, authority to do, who has standing to, to challenge it? Because uh, before a court is going to hear the case, they have to say somebody has standing to, uh, to, to bring the case forward. And one of the concerns here was that those, the, the holders of the existing loans would have strong standing to bring the case if uh, if this if this was allowed to continue. And so this is, I think, a, a defensive move from the administration to close off at least one possible source of a legal challenge for the plan going forward. Yeah. And what about the communication strategy behind all of this? Has this become complicated or, or how should the administration be messaging this out to the broader population? It's kind of the uh, everyone gets this, but not you don't get this now. <laughs> that's gonna be a, that's gonna be a messaging challenge. What do they need to be doing on that front? I mean, I think for starters, they have to be they have to be very clear about who qualifies and, and who doesn't. Uh, to the extent they can, it would be helpful to to you know maybe decide that before you announce the policy instead of making the changes as you go. But um, I, you know, I think I think that this is probably not the first change we are going to see. So, mm. um, for example, they. They said that some forms of loan forgiveness were going to be applied automatically and others 
people had to uh, apply for. And, you know, that might end up having to change uh, as they move forward. They announced that they're going to announce uh, they're going to include an opt-out system for the automatic forgiveness as a way to, uh, which was seen as a way to head off another potential source of legal challenge. So I think that the, the, the best thing they can do is settle on the policy and then communicate that moving forward uh, as consistently as they can. The other thing I would say is, uh, you know, there is a risk here that that people start depending, you know, they, they're counting on this loan forgiveness moving mm. forward, and then there is a court challenge that either holds it up or, in the worst case for some of these borrowers, even reverses it. So I think it would – I don't know if this is the best thing for them politically, but I think in the interest of, of serving the, the borrowers they're trying to help here, uh, you know, making clear that, that people shouldn't be going out and spending this money just yet. Uh, that, that's so important, Ben. Yeah, that's so important. I appreciate you bringing that up because, again, regardless of how people feel about uh, whether it's a good thing, a bad thing, legal, not legal, all, all of those things aside, uh, I think the worst thing that we tend to do or that government tends to do, again, equal opportunity offender, uh, is create uncertainty uh, in the process. And so then you do have someone, as you said, maybe it's a you know a young couple and suddenly they think they can buy a home because they're not going to have that uh, student debt. They're going to be you know relieved of ten or $20,000. So maybe they're making financial decisions or employment decisions. And then suddenly that gets put in limbo. And, and so often in our rush to alleviate the suffering of some, we end up creating suffering and uncertainty uh, for many others. And uh, I think you've, you've raised a really important point for the administration is, okay, you know there's some issues with this, figure them all out. Don't, don't do a drip, drip, drip on this one. Uh, give, us, give us some transparency, some clarity, uh, and then I think they, could, they can move forward on the process. Yeah, I, I think you put that very well. And I think part of the challenge is, you know, once, once they decided they wanted to, to move forward with the debt forgiveness, they wanted to announce it as quickly as possible. And they're, I think the, the infrastructure for, for providing the loan forgiveness and, and uh, you know, the exact parameters, they're still kind of building that out. So hopefully, you know, this, this will end up being more of a, uh, hopefully it all works out um, for at least, you know, what people get is what, they're hopefully people don't make bad decisions uh, because they were misinformed by the government. I think, yeah. you know, it would be a real shame if the policy ends up hurt, if the plan hurts the people, the very people it's trying to help. Yeah. Yeah. Great insight. Uh, always good to have Ben uh, Ritz on the phone with us, uh, director of the Center for Funding America's Future at the Progressive Policy Institute. Uh, ben, thanks for joining us on a Friday. Great perspective. Uh, we'll continue to watch this uh, over the coming weeks. I think there's uh, a lot yet to be played out on this one. Thanks. All right. Again, that's uh, Ben Ritz, uh, director of the Center for Funding America's Future at the Progressive Policy Institute. And and Ben really raised what I think is the ultimate question, and that is, you know, are are we doing kind of a fire-ready-aim approach to some of these executive orders and policies uh, that aren't going through Congress? Uh, and in our zeal, in the administration's zeal to get some of those things done, it's a good message. It's a good political message for sure, and it can be helpful uh, if it's executed properly. But if you roll that out and then suddenly you're walking it all back, uh, I mean, think of the this morning there were – uh, almost a million people who have some level of debt out there from uh, their college and university experience 
who thought they were going to get debt forgiveness, and suddenly they do not. Uh, and that's a challenge. We know that there are others who might have to go through some means testing that might take longer to find out if they actually do qualify. Uh, we also have some of the legal challenges that Ben re- uh, referred to uh, that may slow things down as well. And so, again, this is one of those we have to be careful. Sometimes in that rush to alleviate the suffering of some or to have a good message, we end up creating suffering and uncertainty for many others. And that's where government just has got to slow down, work it through, be transparent, and then communicate it in a significant way. All right, we'll step aside for bottom of the hour news. When we come back, a great conversation. Don't give up on the university campuses. Sam Abrams joins us to talk about that coming up next.